Thanks for listening to our Faith Church podcast. Let's listen to today's message. Sing, sing, oh barren land. Water is coming to the thirsty. Though you are empty, I am the well. Draw from me, I will provide. Oh, sing, sing, oh, barren land. Water is coming to the thirsty. And though you are empty, I am the well. Draw from me, I will provide. Draw from me, draw from me, I will provide. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you will provide for us. God, today I ask for the anointing upon the word that will touch the heart of those that hear it, that you would bring a, a season, a time of refreshing to your people. God, we submit today's service to you. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I wanted to sing that and throw that in the atmosphere today because I feel as if there's a lot of dry and empty places and even some people in the church that just feel dry and empty and my prayer for you today is by the end of this service you will feel refreshed and that what God will give you the strength that you need amen can I get an amen today amen. hallelujah uh, the today I'm, I'm sharing on something that I feel like God put on my heart and if I were to title this sermon I would call it little blessings little blessings now I know some of you are like I am not interested in little blessings I want the big ones you know I want the ones that are open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing call my neighbors so they can fill up their boat with fish kind of blessing and I, I agree with that too I want that kind of blessing as well but today I really felt to speak about the little blessings can I do that today you guys don't mind uh, little blessings are absolutely important. They're always a part of the bigger picture. Some might not, might not really like little blessings, though, because it might seem insignificant or it might seem as if it really didn't accomplish what you would want it to. But little blessings are absolutely great for us, and we have to understand when they come our way what we're supposed to do with them. Like, I, I share this story um, with my, about my family, my, my lovely wife, Rachel, and uh, we have two kids. One, his name is Jace, he's two and a half, and my daughter, her name is Simone, she'll be one in June. And my two and a half year old son loves to eat. I mean, actually, he loves to snack. Like, he will carry, his snack cup is like his best friend. And one of the favorite things that he likes to eat is string cheese. So if we offer that breakfast, lunch, and dinner, he would be okay. He would legit like to eat that. Um, so anytime he wants a snack or something like that, if we wanted to give him that, he would be so thrilled to get a string cheese. It would make his entire day. It would light his eyes up. If, listen, I packed him a lunch yesterday. He was, actually, I packed him a dinner yesterday, and I, he watched me put the string cheese in the container. And then he was only talking about that string cheese until dinner came. 
Every once in a while, he's like, oh, I'm ready for dinner. He's like, I'm hungering. I'm hungering. That's what he says. I'm hungering. And so he, he wants that string, string cheese. But if I were to go to some, some adults inside here today, some people in here today, and I were to hand you some string cheese, you would look at me like I'm crazy. Especially if you're hungry. You'd be like, man, you don't even know what I had last night. I had filet mignon with these roasted potatoes and veggies and all this kind of stuff. What am I going to do with some string cheese? And so sometimes we might neglect something that seems like a little blessing that almost seems insignificant and throw it to the side and don't realize how that little blessing could play a major role in your life. And so today, my job is to help the body of Christ realize that God is working things out for you. Can I get an amen? amen? It's easy for us to take small things for granted. In fact, in fact we oftentimes take these small things for granted. For example, for all of our millennials, Gen Zers, XY9ers, we live in a day and age where people would die without Wi-Fi. Parents, have you ever brought your kids somewhere and they immediately get to the place? What is the first thing they ask for? What's the Wi-Fi password? Who you got to talk to? What's your Wi-Fi password? And, and how dare you take them to a place that doesn't have Wi-Fi? That is like torture for a teenager. That is like, I, oh, I, can't, I can't message my friends. I can't Snapchat. I can't go on Instagram, Facebook. And, and you know, it's getting pretty bad because some parents and some adults are like that too. You get somewhere and be like, oh, you don't got unlimited data. You're just like going to feel like you're going to die because you don't have Wi-Fi. But we feel somewhat entitled to that. But in reality, it's, it's an extra perk. It's, it's luxury for us to be able to do that. Can I get an amen? Something that we take for granted is water. I mean, how many of you think when you go home, you, you're wishing and praying that when you turn the faucet on in the kitchen, the water's going to turn on? Some people might be. But if you go in your kitchen and you try to turn on the water and the water doesn't come on, what are you going to be? Minds, some people won't be as saved as they are in church because they're wondering what happened to the water. It's not working. Don't let the water be cold when it's supposed to be hot. We feel entitled and we're not necessarily grateful for these things. Sometimes people aren't grateful for the very job they have. You know, I, you know, I get around some people sometimes and all I hear them do is talk bad about their job as if that job was entitled for them, like they, they, it was solely meant for the purpose of that one person. And they talk bad about the job and, oh, I hate working. I don't like this. I don't like this. I can't stand her. My boss is this. My boss is that. Do you understand how many people don't have jobs right now? And you're like, well, you know what, Pastor Rob? People are getting more money not working than they are working. Yeah, for now, that well will dry up. Some people have denied taking a job because they want to get more money from un unemployment from the government than actually taking a job working and adding to society. But what they don't realize is that sooner or later that money's going to be gone and you have to work for a job. And what are you going to do now? 
there's, there's these little things. Sometimes we take it so we take our jobs so insignificantly as if it w- it's little. But when it's a really a great blessing that you are able to work and provide for yourself and for your family and for your loved ones. There's so many different things. I can go on and on and on of the different things that we can really take for granted. Even our family members, our loved ones, we can take them for granted. They might eat up all your food, but they t- you might take them for granted. One day they may not be here. These little blessings, these moments that we have with people, I think people are starting to realize more what they had now than they ever had before. Especially when you're, it's taken away, especially during this pandemic where, where it's almost like your freedom has been taken away. You've been locked up, you can't hug somebody, you can't kiss somebody, you can't say hi to them, you don't know if they're going to kill you or you're going to kill them. It's crazy, but I, I want to focus on why it's important for us to thank God for the little blessings. It's so important for us. So I want us to, to, to go, if you have your Bibles, um, I'm going to share a story out of 1 Kings chapter 18, and uh, it's good. I'll be starting at verse 41, but if you read at the beginning of this chapter, it talks about how um, the land was in a drought. It had not rained for three years, and God was speaking to Elijah and t- told Elijah that he was going to get ready to send the rain. And so you can keep reading in that story, the, the first part of it talks about how he defeated the prophets of Baal and he called down fire. He did these crazy things and amazing things. And in verse 41, or I'm sorry, yes, verse 41, it starts off and says this. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his ankles or between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I don't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord God gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. In this story, we hear of this man of God, this prophet Elijah, who is hearing from God that is going to reign in a place that was dry, and there had been no rain for three years. Just imagine not having rain for three years. How dry, how dead, and how thirsty the land would be. How valuable a cup of water would be in the midst of a a drought. And so Elijah hears by faith, it says, 
I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. And so the Bible says that he went up to the mountain high. He went to a high place and then he got low. And he began to pray to God. And he began to ask God to send and release the rain. He had his servant there. And he asked him, go and check and see if there's any change in the circumstance. See, listen, church, we need to always be looking for the hand of God moving. Are you looking for the hand of God to move in your life? Because so many times God can already be moving in our lives and we're not even paying attention to what he's doing. And so Elijah knew that God was going to do something, but he had somebody to go and check and see, is it working? Is God moving some things around? I need a sign, some kind of signal, something to know that I need to stop praying. God is already moving on, his hands, on, on what he said he was going to do. So he sent this person back out there seven times. Some of y'all would have quit after time number two. Like, bro, I just walked all the way over there to see something. Ain't nothing there. Ain't nothing there. No clouds, nothing. He sent this brother out there seven times. And on the seventh time, it wasn't like he saw this huge rain cloud. It wasn't like he saw a monsoon in the sea. He saw a cloud the size of a hand rising from the sea. It's a little blessing. Now, if you were in a drought for three years, what kind of hope would a cloud the size of a hand be to you? You'd be like, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> you know, this can't, this can't quench my thirst. They can't quench my baby's thirst. What is this hand, the cloud the size of a hand, going to do? But Elijah knew something. See, in his spirit, he already knew that God was up to something. He already knew that God said he was going to send the rain. And God wasn't going to send no cute little driplets of water. He knew God was going to send the rain. And so when he saw that cloud, when he heard that there was a cloud the size of a hand rising up from out of the sea, he went to action. He got up. He said, okay, it's time to go. God is getting ready to do something. Listen, there's people in this room today, there's people that's watching online. You know that God is up to something in your life. You just got this sense. Uh, and you might be feeling like you're stuck. You feel like you're in a dry place. You feel like, man, uh, something's got to give. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Something's got to give, but I know that God is getting ready to do something. There's something in, in the prophetic realm that Elijah tapped into, even when he said he heard the sound of water. He heard this sound in his spirit. A mighty rainstorm is coming. And so when he saw a hint of it, he ran with it. How many of us have seen the little blessings that God has given us and say, you know what, this is part of the blessings, the promises that God has for me and my family and my life. Sometimes we get little blessings and we just throw it and cast it to the side. But we, there are things that we have to be thankful for in order for God to, to increase it to happen in your life faster. Do you understand that sometimes your hold up for your breakthrough is your lack of praise for God, to God for what he's done for you already? 
You want to say, I'll thank God when it happens, when God is already starting to make things happen and you're not even thanking him for the little things. Do you understand that if you began to praise God, even for the little things, it would increase the production of the bigger things? I'm, I'm praying somebody gets this. Most of the time when God does something, it may look small in the beginning. That's even why the Bible says do not despise small beginnings. Because even though it might be small in the beginning, God is working things out for you. When Elijah got word of that tiny cloud, he moved with such intensity that he got up and he started to run. Do you know that when God blesses you, when God gives you that hint, when you begin to see the hand of God moving in your life, God will begin to give you special strength. He will begin to give you special strength. Look at this. If you really pay attention to what's going on here, Elijah tucked in his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. This brother was the flash. He was moving so fast that now, now Ahab had, it wasn't like he had some guys just struggling trying to carry him on the chariot. <laughs> You're so heavy. He had, he had horses, probably the best of the best, running their fastest. And you just see Elijah just running. When you get a hold of God's promises, when you begin to walk by faith and thank God for what he's done for you, there is supernatural strength that is made available for you to do the impossible. There's supernatural strength made available to you to do the impossible. What Elijah did was impossible. To outrun the chariot and his horses? I love what it says. God gave him special strength. Do you know that God can give you special strength? I know I'm asking you a lot of do you know. I just want you to know this. God gives special strength. Imagine what would have happened if Elijah uh, said, oh, that's the cloud that's going to bring the rainstorm? Oh, I'm going to stop praying. We just can go home. We're going to die. Oh, God is not hearing this prayer today. I'm going to try next week. We got to thank God for the small things, the little things, the little things, the little things. Because we neglect them sometimes. And we miss out on the hand of God really bringing breakthrough in our lives. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse, verse 14, I want to read this passage of scripture to you. It says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the, the sea. I call forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. 
I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like the smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and the owls too. For giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. God is not oblivious to what's going on in your life. In this story, he's making a reference to the, the people of God being freed from Egypt's bondage. And as the Israelites got to the Red Sea, they came into a sticky circumstance. On one side, they had this Red Sea, and on the other side of them, they had this army from Egypt ready to take everything back. You know, because they didn't, the, the Bible didn't say that they just quietly left Egypt. You know, they went up and gathered possessions. They had gold. They took a whole bunch of other stuff with them. So the Egyptians, once they came to, they were like, uh-uh, we got to go back and get our stuff. So they came back ready to take them out. And so on one side, you got the enemy. On the other side, you got an impossible situation. And there you are in the middle. God wants to make a way out of Norway for you today. He spoke to Moses and told him to raise up his staff. And when he lifted up that rod, the waters begin to recede and stand up the dirt. If you just heard what I read, the ground was dry. You could wear your Jordans right through it. You don't have to worry about nothing. Ladies, you can wear your high heels and be okay and not worry about breaking nothing. The, he had paved it all out. It was nice and smooth for everyone. They walked to the other side not having to worry about anything. God came in and did the impossible and made a way out of no way. Let me tell you, not everyone will be able to do what you're doing. You know, people will, can die trying to do what you're doing. The, the Egyptians thought, oh, since this water opened up for us and it's dry, we're going to try to go over there too. What happened to them? They got swallowed up. They got swallowed up because they weren't in the will of God. They weren't doing what God, uh, they weren't living for God. They were trying to get God's people. And when you go after God's people, Woo, you better watch out. That's all I can say on that piece. But God literally made a way out of no way. And then he goes on to say this, but forget all of that. It's nothing to compare to what I'm getting ready to do for you now. I'm about to do something new. Let me tell you today, God is getting ready to do something new in your life. I see it. He's already begun it. He's already started working things out. While you're at home snoring, 
God is already working things out on your behalf. He is doing a new thing. And here's the real issue that I found a lot of Christians struggle with. A lot of Christians struggle with the fact that sometimes God doesn't come through exactly like he did before. What I mean by that is when they were in a situation, instantaneously the waters open and they were able to walk across. But the Bible says God will make a way for you. And sometimes it's not going to be an instantaneous kind of breakthrough. Sometimes it's strategic, methodical planning of the Lord that step by step, he's making a way for you. I was driving the other day and I was just thinking I always make this comment about Rochester. A lot of people say that there's a two season in Rochester. It's winter and construction. So... <laughs> When you go out on the road, you're trying to go somewhere, they're always working on something. Thank God that they're cleaning up some of the potholes. But I was looking, there's a certain area on the, on the uh, throughway that they're working on. They're, they're actually like building a bridge and they're making another way to get somewhere else faster. Somebody did not get up one morning and just say, bridge, be there. And a bridge just appeared. It actually takes planning they survey the land. They see how it's going to affect the traffic areas. They, they see what it's going to cost to build this infrastructure. They're figuring out the best technology, the best techniques to make sure that bridge doesn't fall down when you drive over it. Thank you, Jesus. They, they go through some stuff. They pave the ground. They cut down trees. They bring the salt, the, the, the stones. They bring the sand. They bring the, the concrete. They bring the asphalt. They put all these things together in order to make a way where there is no way. How is that any different than our lives? Do you not know that God is making a way out of no way in your life right now? Do you not see it? There's a new pathway that you're getting ready to go through, but you looking at the dirt saying, God ain't doing nothing with this. Or how long will it take for this to, to happen? God is already orchestrating things. He's putting things in place. He's working things out for our good. And we have to thank God along in the process. You know what we have to do is when we see that road being built in our life. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You cut down them trees. Lord, thank you that they started moving some dirt around. I see a little ramp up there. Okay. Thank you, Lord. They brought in some asphalt and they brought in some dirt. God, thank you. I see the pillars going up. Thank you, God. I see them starting to put the beams over, over this area. Thank you, God. I'm starting to see the traffic lights and the signs and all the other intricate pieces. If we don't thank God in the midst of the process, we can slow him down. If we don't thank God in the midst of the process, we'll think that God is not moving. When you thank God in the midst of God making a way out of no way, you are keeping your mind that, that on the fact that God, God's hand is on that circumstance. When you do that, it puts you into a place of peace and joy because you know God, that God has this. Can I get an amen? amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
It says, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And you know what's so funny? Because every once in a while you read something, and it's, it's funny to me how they just put it in there. It says this, the wild animals in the, fo- in the fields will thank me. Do you know that even the animals in the fields thank God for the breakthrough, the little blessings? There's squirrels in the tree going, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all laughing, but it's true. Them crows, oh, Jesus. They, they just thanking Jesus because they understand that God creates everything and he made provision for them where there was not supposed to be provision. So if the wild animals in the field can give God thanks, who do you think God is waiting on to give him more thanks? Although the thanks from the squirrel and the crows are very nice and God likes them. It says, I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. God is longing for a people that will honor him before the whole world by thanking him for what he has done and what he is doing. That's, that's the kind of God we serve. Yes, the, the praises from the wild animals in the fields and the jackals and the owls too. I don't know why they separated those out, but they were grateful. There's something to be said about being thankful for the little blessings. What little blessings have you forgotten to give God things for? Maybe it's just the fact that you got Wi-Fi. Some of you teenagers, maybe it's the fact that your parents gave you your phone back. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, just because you got breath in your lungs. Some of y'all need to be thankful for your job. I don't, you might not like it, but thank God for it. You don't have to like everything that God does. It's a, a position of, of gratitude and thanksgiving that God loves. He loves that. God has already thought out plans for you. If you leave out of here today without getting anything, I want you to know that God already is working things out for you. He's already, he's already putting things together. And that is so hard as human beings to understand, to think that somebody's thinking about you when you feel so left out and like nobody cares for you. God cares for you. God cares for you. You're at home. You stumbled upon this today. God cares for you enough that you should hear this, that even the little blessings he wants you to give him thanks for because he's already working out the stuff for you that you really need. Somebody's going to get it today. This thankfulness, this position of thanking God for these little blessings produces the breakthrough that we need in our lives. Even the animals give God thanks. God loves thankfulness. And God wants to refresh you. See, part of the provision that God wants to bring is refreshing. If you're in a dry and thirsty place and you get water, 
that's ice cold. You can see the condensation off the glass of it. And you've been dying of thirst. It's refreshing. When God comes through and, and does what he said he's going to do, it's refreshing. When God answers a prayer for you, it's refreshing. You will be more refreshed when you give God thanks for the little things. Each and every time you get more and more refreshed. Some of us are waiting for that million dollar check to be deposited into our account before we thank God for providing for us. Hold up. But what happened when you walked across that penny that was on the ground the other day? Oh, I don't need no penny. What do I look like picking up change? Do you know that God provides seed for the, sum, uh, the sower? And if you could pick up a penny off the ground, maybe you have a need, maybe you need a new job, maybe you need some extra finances, maybe you need uh, a new car or something like that. If you pick that coin up and just say, ooh, this is part of the provision. Thank you, Jesus. God be like, oh, you like that penny? Let me show you what I got for you. The, the penny, you were surprised by the penny? Baby, let me knock your socks off. Look over there. I, 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 funny, I, I say this story all the time. I, I, it was one year, it was July 4th, and we were doing a cookout at the church. Um, we were doing it at a, a King's Bend. We were doing a cookout, and I had to go and get something for an activity that we were doing. So I went over to Topps Plaza, um, right across the street from us, and I went to go to the dollar store and to, to go get something. And when I went outside, I looked on the ground, and I found a $5 bill. I found a $5 bill just laying down on the ground in the parking lot. I saw that $5 bill. I was like, ooh, thank you, Jesus. And then I looked to the left, another $5 bill. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. And then when you start looking, you just start looking a little bit more. There was another $5 bill. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. By the time I got done collecting that, I had $60 and $5 bills that were, just, that were just scattered in the parking lot. It was just scattered, scattered. Now, I was going to do work for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he just said, now, imagine if I didn't say thank you, Jesus, for the first $5 bill. I might not have seen the other five, the other ones. I don't know if he just started placing it then when I said thank you, Jesus. But whatever he did, I was very grateful for it. When you position yourself, you, 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 get into, you begin to thank God for those blessings. Oh, my gosh. It just warms the heart of God. There's nothing about like a grateful heart in the eyes of the Father that makes him want to bless you. On the other hand, there's nothing like an ungrateful heart that makes God want to shut the windows of heaven that they may never open again, and you won't see the goodness of God. What kind of person will you be? How will you choose to respond to the circumstances in your life? How will you choose to respond to the blessings or even the lack thereof in your life? This last scripture I want to share with you today is Hosea chapter 2, verse 14. And in this passage of scripture, if you read it even more, it talks about the unfaithfulness of Israel. But God's love for Israel was so powerful, even though Israel did some some messed up things. You know, you ever been in a situation where people have done some messed up things, but yet God's love can come in and just change you around? 
It says this in verse 14 of Hosea chapter 2. But then I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. Sometimes there might be circumstances in our life where we feel like we're in a desert. We feel like we're in a place where we're by ourselves. And many people can relate to this now, especially through this season of life that we've been going through. But I want to tell you something. I'm not saying that God caused it to happen for you, but God can use that moment to speak to you tenderly. There's no other distractions. There's no one else to come in and to try to take control of the situation. God is saying, I will lure you out here. I will bring you to this place where there's nothing, nobody else around. And I want to speak to you tenderly because I care for you. I love you. I want to bless you. I want to speak to you. Even in the midst of being in the desert, God wants to speak to us. When everyone else seems to be gone and left your side, God will always be there. And he does not want to leave you in the desert. That is why he wants to make a way where there is no way. And he wants to cause water to come out of the dry ground to bring refreshing to you because he loves you that much. He loves you that much. So thank God for those little blessings. What little blessings in your life have you neglected to give God praise for? What little blessings in your life have you seen that God is working on your behalf? Let me just give you a couple examples just so you can, so you can track with me, okay? You, parents, if you got children, teenagers or even young adults, if, they, if somebody... Maybe they're not living for Christ. Maybe they, they walked away. Maybe they never had a relationship with God. And you get a text message from them or a call and they ask you to pray for them. They just ask you to pray for them. That's a, that's a little blessing right there. You might be like, well, they didn't, they're not giving their life to Christ. They're still going through this stuff. No, no, no. You have to understand. They didn't have to call you. They didn't have to text you. They didn't have to. So if you would just thank God, thank God for that open door for me to even pray for them with them want, asking me to pray for them. You will begin to see God move some things around in your life. You get what I'm saying? Parents, you got kids and they come into you and asking you questions. Don't run them away because you're annoyed with them. You better thank God that they're asking you questions. Because the way that the world is set up right now, you can ask questions to anybody and you can get any type of answer. Right? You can go find out. If you want to hear something you want to hear, you can find it. So if your kids are coming to you asking you questions, you better thank God that for that little blessing. You better thank God for your friends. Maybe you don't get the chance to talk to them a lot, but thank God for them. Reach out to them. Maybe you, some of you are waiting on your spouse. You better start thanking God for your spouse now. Long before I even got married, 
I was thanking God for my wife. I would get up in the morning and I would thank God for my wife while I was yet single and yet holding on. Instead of some people be like, oh, when will this happen? This will never happen for me. Okay, it won't. Keep saying that. It won't happen. You're right. You eat the fruit of your lips. What kind of fruit are you producing? I would get up and thank God for my wife. Say, God, I thank you that you're working on my wife as you're working on me. I asked him to work on me, too, so my wife wouldn't get stuck with some mess. Um, <laughs> thank you, baby. I love you so much. <laughs> this finding, finding things to thank God for, the fact that you have a job, to thank God for some of us, the fact that we just have health. You know, we can breathe. People, people are struggling. This disease, this sickness that's going around here is trying to take the breath out of people's lungs. The very thing that God gave man, where he specifically said he breathed the breath of life into their nostrils, the enemy's trying to take that away from us. You got to be thankful for the fact that you can breathe. I can go on and on and on and on about the the little blessings that we might take for granted. I literally can be here all day. So we'll end this tomorrow morning. No, let me stop. <laughs> but we, I, I want you to understand the, the blessing that goes on behind this because God is working things out for your good already. God is already doing stuff for you. And some of you already have the feeling of it. You just need to, some of us need to just move with the same intensity that Elijah had. And start going after and say, oh, I see that cloud. It's my time. I need to take this. I need to run with this. I need to go where God wants me to go and do what God wants me to do. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Come on, mommy, stand to our feet today. You're making ways in the wilderness. You're making rivers in the desert. He's making ways in the wilderness. He's making rivers in the desert. He's making ways in the wilderness. He's making rivers in the desert. He's making ways in the wilderness. He's making rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. God is making ways. He's making ways today. I want to pray. For somebody that's here today, maybe you're watching online. And realize it's time to, to really acknowledge God. Maybe some of us are struggling with the fact of trying to see the hand of God move in our lives. It's almost like we're blinded to what God is doing. I pray today that God will open your eyes, that you would see the hand of God moving upon your life, that God is, you, that you will begin to see how God is working in your life. Because there's a lot of people that are struggling with depression and anxiety and fear because they don't know how God is working or moving. So they begin to take things in their own hand and it always begins to get messy and messed up. 
But once you realize that God is in control and that God is working things out uh, for your good, it brings another sense of peace and joy that the world can't explain. There's a confidence that happens when we see and know the hand of God is moving. Where you can live in joy and peace and happiness because you know your father. And there are people here today, there are people that are watching online today that maybe you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you never said, hey, I, I, I want to know about this Jesus that you're talking about, this, this God that will make a way out of no way. His name is Jesus, and he died on the cross for our sins so that we could have life. He is the way maker. There is no one like him. There is no one beyond him. He is God, the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He will make a way out of no way for you. And today I want to encourage you to take this next step. It seems like it's a little blessing. And you wonder what prayer does. You know, your life can be changed around in one moment. With one prayer, one conversation with God, everything can be changed around. You thought you got here by mistake today. You thought... You know, I'm just going to check online. Somebody shared this with me. I'm going to watch for a little bit. And then you've been captivated trying to figure out, okay, how will God make a way for me? It, it's not by chance. It's not by chance that you decided to get up out your bed and drive to church today, even though somebody might have dragged you here. It's not by chance. God was orchestrating stuff from the beginning. And one prayer can change your life significantly forever and that's when you ask Jesus to become the Lord and Savior of your life when you do that when you've determined to do that in your life no matter what age you are whether you think you're too old or too young to do this it doesn't matter God will meet you right where you're at when you pray this prayer you are inviting God to start making ways in your life. You're giving him permission to speed up the process for you getting closer to him and doing what he's put you on this earth to do. So today, I want to pray for anyone in here that needs to surrender their life to Jesus. Maybe you used to serve God and you stepped away and you're doing your own thing, but you realize, man, I've neglected all the little blessings that God has brought in my life and I need to make some things right with him. Today's the day. Today's the day for change. So on every eye closed, every head bowed in this place today. If you're watching online, I want you to do the same thing because I believe that God is speaking to you through me. May the Holy Spirit encounter you right where you're at right now. May he rest upon your heart today. God, we ask that you would move upon your children and you would draw us closer to you. If you're in this place, or even if you're watching online and you want to give your life to Christ, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. If you're watching online, I want you to type it in the comments. We want to know what God is doing in your life. And I want to pray with you. 
So you're in this room, you know that you need God, you know you need him to change some things around. When I count to three, I want you to lift your hand. I don't care if you're in the balcony, all the way in the back of the church. I don't care if you're a longtime member or this is your very first time here. Right now, I want you just to focus on Jesus. Focus on this moment, this little blessing, this little time of peace. One, get ready. Two, three, raise your hand if that's you. If that's you in this place. I see you. I see your hands. I see your hands. God bless you. I see you in the balcony. God bless you. You're making the right decision. I see you over there in the balcony over there too. God bless you. God is getting ready to do a new thing in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now what I want you to do, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And I'm going to ask all, all the other believers to join in in faith as we pray this, this little prayer. And we're going to believe that God is going to do a work in your life. Just begin and repeat this after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of every sin. Show me what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. God, I surrender my life to you. I acknowledge that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And he rose again with all power. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. I ask that you will make a new way in my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we want to welcome you into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. You pray that prayer online. May God bless you. Let us know. We want to know what God is doing. Uh, if you pray that prayer, I encourage you at the end of service, come up today to, out down to the altar and introduce yourself to one of the pastors or leaders here. Uh, we would love to connect with you. And I, in a moment, I'm going to even open the altars for anyone that might want prayer. But for everyone that's here today, I want to encourage you that God will make ways in the wilderness. And God is getting ready to give you a time of refreshing like you never had before. And so I want to pray for the entire church. Is that all right? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would help us. Remind us of the things that we may have forgotten to give you thanks for. The little blessings, Lord. God, help us to remember that you are working far more than we could ever imagine. God, that you're orchestrating things that we could never even comprehend. You're speaking to people while they're dreaming at night. You're opening up doors that no man can shut. You're shutting doors that no man can open. God, you are the God of the universe. You control everything. Everything is in your hand. God, I thank you that your thoughts of us are as plenteous as the sand on the earth. And God, even in your thoughtfulness of us, you are working things out. God, I ask in the name of Jesus for breakthrough to happen in the lives of those that are seeking for breakthrough. Just like Elijah saw the hand, the cloud the size of a hand in the sky, and he believed that you were going to send a mighty rainstorm. Just like you did it for him, do it for your people, God. 
Let it be an intensity. God, I pray for a special strength to come upon your believers today. I pray for special strength for them to do and carry out the will that you have for their lives that we will not be bashful or shy about the things of God I pray that we will be thankful even as the animals in the wild thank you for your provision let us thank you and honor you before the whole world God today I rebuke and curse the spirit of depression I rebuke the complaining spirit that will try to grab the tongue of your believers. And I ask in the name of Jesus today that there will be an outpouring of gratefulness from the hearts of your people, that we will not take you for granted, that we will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in our lips. Come on, open your mouth and begin to bless him. Come on, open your mouth and begin to thank him today. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, release your praise today. Release your worship today. Release it today. Come on, stir it up. Stir up your gratefulness to God. Oh, he's making ways in the wilderness. Hallelujah. He's making rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. He's making ways in the wilderness. He's making rivers in the desert. Hallelujah, we thank you, God. We bless your name. Thanks again for listening to our Faith Church podcast. We are so glad you chose to listen to this message. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications when we release new content. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Faith Church Rock to find out more information about what is currently happening at Faith Church.